Last week, we talked about reconciliation. Mm -hmm. But then we said, but there are times when we human beings just won't reconcile. Mm -hmm. Despite your best efforts. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. You just can't reconcile. We'll talk about that and more today on Grace and Peace Radio. Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio with your hosts, Anthony and Amy Russo. Grace and Peace Radio is a weekly Christian podcast where together we'll discuss how we can apply God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Good afternoon, Anthony. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm good. Excellent. Good. Well, the day we're recording. Good afternoon. It's a good afternoon. That's right. Reconciliation. Yes. Part de. <laughs> or dose for. Or dose. Yes. Or knee if you're well, there you Japanese. Go. Yeah. Dose is all I know. So that's that's as far as we get in the foreign language department. Yeah. Last week, we talked about reconciliation. Mm -hmm. We defined it as exchange. Mm -hmm. In the Greek, it really talks about exchange, like a currency exchange, where we are exchanging our disunity, Mm -hmm. our animosity for unity. Yes. And, And forgiveness. And forgiveness. And so we talked about how in the Bible, which speaks on all, it's all about reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the Bible, God reconciling the world to himself mm-hmm. and through Christ. Also, there's reconciliation enjoined, commanded, encouraged on a human level, person to person. And how really the gospel, what the Lord did in our lives is the the inspiration for us to pursue reconciliation mm-hmm. with others. Mm-hmm. Inspiration and example. Mm-hmm. And it delights God when we do that, yes. and it glorifies Him. Mm-hmm. Honors Him. Mm-hmm. So we talked about all that, but then we said, but there are times when, despite your best efforts, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you just can't reconcile Mm -hmm. and we've seen it in churches that we've been a part of Mm -hmm. we've seen it in honestly even marriage situations yes tragically they did end up divorcing i'm not saying that was right Mm -hmm. i'm not making a statement about divorce i'm just saying that that's that's happened Mm -hmm. and there are times when we human beings just won't reconcile. Mm -hmm. And we've even, we'll talk about examples in the scriptures. Right. You know, last week we mentioned Jacob and Laban, Mm -hmm. his father-in-law Laban. And I love that speech when Jacob just goes postal. (laughs) He does. Yes. He's finally fed up after, I don't know what, 20, 14 years. years Long time. Right. And he just, he's had enough of it. You've changed my wages 10 times. You've cheated me this way, cheated me that way, and he just loses it mm-hmm. on his uh, and on his father-in-law. Yep. And 
And rightly so. I mean, there just comes a point where he's just fed up. Mm -hmm. And it gets to a point where they set up the the stone between them, Mm -hmm. uh, this sort of contractual stone of remembrance. Right. And they can't even agree on the name of it. (laughs) Exactly. Laban calls it one thing. Jacob calls it another. (laughs) And they're like, if you you cross this stone, you know. Regardless. Right. Stay on your side of the stone. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so that's why, you know, and I always think of, whenever I see that, I I remember the word is mitzvah. Mm -hmm. That I think Jacob, and it really would it. I had a, I had a pastor one time who preached on that text and really what he said was essentially what they were saying was, listen, you stinker, (laughs) I trust you about as far as I can throw you. And so this stone stands between us as a, as a remembrance of what you said and what I said Mm -hmm. and kind of this finger wagging kind of a a thing. And so, so yeah, so it was really kind of funny because I remember growing up, I'm just going to quick parenthetical thought here, which is really a, a really intellectual way of saying rabbit trail. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. But in the seventies, anybody old enough to remember the seventies and the early eighties, there were these little things called mitzvah, uh, pendants, necklaces. And the whole thing was, you know, the boyfriend had his half of the heart, girlfriend had her half of the heart. And in Hebrew, it's a mitzvah. And oh, it's something, something biblical. It means the (laughs) Lord look over us while we are apart. (laughs) You know? Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. So everybody's wearing these things without any context of really what it means is don't cross this line. Look, you dirty fink. (laughs) I don't trust you. The Lord watch over you and basically smite you down if you cross me you dirty rat you cross me and i don't see it (laughs) i love when the world uses the bible for marketing yes and doesn't bother to look it up exactly so yes (laughs) all all kidding aside there Mm -hmm. are sadly there are times when reconciliation is not possible so we want to talk about that today Mm -hmm. and try to give some some guidelines, some guardrails about what to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. What does God think about that? Yes. And how can we move forward mm-hmm. with that? So we gave some, uh, at least one example from the Bible there with Jacob and Laban. Briefly, we mentioned Paul and Barnabas last week. Mm-hmm. And there's really not much about that Mm-mm. in the scriptures. Paul and Demas. Paul and Demas, right? And we Paul assume and that Alexander, that was not... the coppersmith. Mm-hmm. And John Diotrephes, the false teacher. So these are biblical examples. Last week, I shared a couple of stories of when reconciliation is possible. And I thought this week, maybe listeners would like to hear from you about stories. Do you have a story when you could think of a time when reconciliation was not possible? Yeah. The the one that, that came to mind was I hadn't been a Christian very long. And I decided to try to, I kind of lost touch with some, a group of friends who I had been really close with, you know, prior to my salvation. Anyway, I decided to, to reach out to them and we weren't living really nearby at the time. So I ended up writing letters to them and just 
you know, briefly, I was new at all this, so I just briefly explained my conversion and my hope and, you know, where I was with the Lord and essentially just said, I want to stay in touch. And I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I I received not one response from any of those letters. Right. So it was just one of those things that I had to just finally let go. Like you said, you tried to reconcile, which there wasn't even any animosity no. originally. No, not at so all. So it wasn't like classic reconciliation. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know quite what to do with me right. in my mm-hmm. newer state, I guess. Sure. But it's still... Uh, it was still a failed attempt at mm. keeping that friendship going and mm-hmm. reconciling. Cause obviously there had you being a Christian caused disunity. Mm-hmm. Let's look at a couple of verses because one of the beautiful things about God's word is how much he counsels us, how much he lights our path, mm-hmm. how much wisdom he gives us in the scriptures and how much he shows his heart. His understanding of his our understanding. life. Right. We're going to look at a couple of verses, three verses real quick. Luke twelve fifty eight. Let me read Luke twelve fifty eight, which is really similar to what Matthew records in Matthew 5, 25. But in Luke, Luke uses the word reconcile. So I... Want to look at that one. Luke 12, 58. The Lord is saying, As you are going with your adversary to the magistrate, try hard to be reconciled to him on the way. Or he may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Mm-hmm. That one phrase in there, I think is so important, where the Lord says, try hard to be reconciled to him. Mm-hmm. That should be the Christian's default setting. Right. Their go-to. Right. And so we should always be in this default mindset of trying hard to be reconciled. Mm-hmm. That's what the Lord expects of us. That's what he commands. And that should be our default setting doesn't mean you're going to be able to. The Lord doesn't say in this case that, yes, you're going to be able to reconcile. But he says, at least do your part. Mm-hmm. Try hard. Toward that end. Mm-hmm. And we see that also in not just in what the Lord says here, but in how he inspires Paul to write to mm-hmm. the church in Rome. Right. And you've got those verses. Yeah. In Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 18, and it says... If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And I really like that one because here again, what does the Lord inspire Paul to do? But put these clauses, these disclaimers mm-hmm. in there that, again, give guardrails to this whole thing. The Lord sets the expectation of reconciliation, of, of living at peace but he understands that it may not always, it's not always in our power to bring Correct. about this peace. And so Paul says, if it is possible, mm-hmm. number one, 
as far as it depends on you, number mm-hmm. two, live at peace with everyone. Right. So sometimes we can, sometimes we just can't. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have another one, uh, just a, a couple chapters over in Romans 14. Right. Romans 14, verse 19. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. And there again, let us therefore, and of course the therefore is what was previously spoken of by Paul in this chapter. But let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Mm-hmm. So again, the default setting is making every effort. Right. With the understanding that it's not just us. Mm-hmm. So we have a duty to try to reconcile. God expects us to live in peace. God expects us to reconcile if it is possible. If not, and we'll get to this also at the end, we'll, we'll recap this. But if not, we are still called to love and pray for our enemies. And so even if they still consider us enemies or they don't want to be reconciled, we can still pray for them. And, and we're that, called to. And that's something that you really need to stop and think about. I really need to stop and think about. Because this is also a command of God. You may be justly offended. You may have been severely wronged and sinned against. But it is still our obligation to pray right. for those. And really, when we even pray for pray for their heart to be softened, pray for, mm-hmm. for God to change them. Pray for God to even bless them. Right. You know, the the Bible says the goodness of God leads to repentance. So, Lord, bless them. Mm-hmm. Bless them so that they are so overwhelmed with the goodness of God that they realize that they have been given much and that there's much that they, you know, to, to repent of. That, that, mm-hmm. that they would think of things in their life and times that they would say, you know, I'm so undeserving I'm reminded of this time when. Right. And that the goodness of God would lead to repentance. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some times specifically when repentance is just not possible. There may be more. If if you have more, feel free to email Mm -hmm. us, show at graceandpeaceradio.com and let us know. But a couple of ones I I could think of, or we were were talking about. Uh, Amy, what's the first one there? If the truth is going to be compromised. Again, we mentioned this last week. We cannot reconcile with someone if the truth of Scripture and God's doctrines are going to be compromised in the process. We just can't do that. Right. Now, if someone, for instance, if someone says, look, that's great. You've got your religion. I've got mine. I just, I don't want to hear it. Does that mean that we can't reconcile with them? No. Right. Because then we just respect that, okay, this Mm -hmm. topic is off limits for now. Absolutely. And just keep praying. And we have some of those people in our lives now Mm -hmm. that they don't want to hear about Christ any longer. Yep. So you just keep praying for them. Mm -hmm. So that's one when truth will would be compromised. 
Another one is when sin would be enjoined. When when sin would be enjoined, when in order to achieve the reconciliation, you would be condoning or participating in some kind of sin. Right. And honestly, I can't necessarily think of something off the top of my head that That's what fits I was trying that. To think of something specific. But but don't worry, because the moment we stop recording this, Absolutely. the moment I start editing it, I'll think of the perfect example. <laughs> and listeners, you're just going to have to trust me on this. That example is going to be amazing. <laughs> it's always the most profound. It's going to be stellar. <laughs> the moment I publish this out to the web mm-hmm. and we move on, and I'm going to think of an example yes. of why we can't reconcile because sin would be enjoined. And trust me, brilliant. It will be brilliant. And it'll be one and, of your 3 a.m. epiphanies. Yep. And I say that in all humility. It, I, it will be brilliant. <laughs> As always, my humble husband. And I mean that very humbly. (laughs) I'll give you an example. We had a situation where there were elders at a church that were condoning, in a very tacit sort of way, critical race theory Mm -hmm. and some other aspects of that social Mm -hmm. justice stuff. And we did the biblical thing. We discussed it with them. We we tried to present things biblically mm-hmm. and prayed with them mm-hmm. and laid it all out. But reconciliation was just not possible. No. And we believed that, and we both believed this. It mm-hmm. wasn't just you following no, me. It was not. It was it was long, painful discussions and a lot mm-hmm. of prayer. Mm-hmm. And we met several times mm-hmm. with them and. We just said it would be sin to continue to be under this teaching, mm-hmm. you know, under these this, this eldership, if you are going to tacitly embrace this and not not address it, not address it, and so we there wasn't reconciliation possible. Mm-hmm. So that's that that is one example where where sin would be enjoined. So. Reconciliation is not possible when truth would be compromised, sin would be enjoined. What's another one, Amy? Uh, when God would be blasphemed. Exactly. Again, kind of similar to that. If there's a situation where the reconciliation would mean that that God is somehow blasphemed in the process, mm-hmm. obviously we can't do that. Mm-hmm. So it, it just can't happen. Other examples? is when the other person, like we talked about earlier, when the other person won't reconcile. They're not interested in it at all. Mm-hmm. They don't feel they've done something wrong. Uh, could be that they just don't remember. Right. But it also could more likely mean they just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And what's another example? Sometimes, unfortunately, we can't reconcile because the person is no longer with us. That is true. That they, is true. So when you passed away. You just can't reconcile. The opportunity to reconcile is just, it's too late. Mm-hmm. They they have died. It might be something where you were the offender mm-hmm. and you now realize that you, you offended or, you know, you now realize you need to seek reconciliation, but it's too late. Mm-hmm. Finally willing to admit your guilt mm-hmm. in whatever the situation was mm-hmm. and now you can't do anything about it. Right. 
because now they've they've died. It might be that they're still alive, but they're unreachable. You have no mm-hmm. idea where they are. Right. And frankly, it wouldn't be healthy. Though reconcil- reconciliation is healthy, it wouldn't be healthy to say look them up on Facebook and try right. to find them. Then that then that becomes an intrusion. That's that is not, I think, in the spirit of God. Right. Right. I mean, at some point, you just have to say, now you can pray. Mm-hmm. You can pray, Lord, I feel like I need to reconcile with this person. Please give me the opportunity, if possible. Right. If there's some way to make reconciliation possible, mm-hmm. please let that happen. Right. I told the story in a very vague way last time about two people that I hadn't been reconciled with for almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. Well, during that time, I had been praying for reconciliation. For years. For years. Mm-hmm. But it never, there was never an opportunity to do it. Uh, in that case, I wasn't the one who offended. Right. So it wasn't, so really, there, biblically, they should have come to me. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I'm not. I'm not but you to... wanted the opportunity to have that door opened as a possibility for discussion. Right. And so, and at that point, at least one of them wanted no part. Right. So it would have been a, a, an intrusion. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but again, prayed, prayed, prayed. Now, I didn't pray every single day. I didn't, you know, I'm sure there were times that during weeks or even months that I mm-hmm. didn't pray. But when they came to mind, mm-hmm. I prayed and well, it was in your heart too. I mean, it never right. it never left your the desires of your heart, so right. to speak. Yeah, and and I think this is also key. I had to be open to reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just say, "Well, that person offended me, so you're dead to me." Mm-hmm. As a Christian, I had to be open and willing so that if the phone ever rang, there would be reconciliation. Right. Or, you know, at least the attempt at it. Mm -hmm. And by God's grace, you know, again, long story short, we did get reconciled. Mm -hmm. So there are times that the person's just unreachable and that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make sense or it's not, it's, it's not appropriate rather. I shouldn't say it doesn't make sense. It's not appropriate to, to reach out to them. Maybe they've, you know, maybe it's a divorce situation. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they're remarried. They've got their mm-hmm. own life. You know, this is years and years and years later. They've moved on. They've moved on. Maybe they've shown no interest in reconciliation. They've mm-hmm. never repented. They've never, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, it's the idea that it's it's in God's hands. Right. Period. Um, You're willing, right. but yep. the rest is, is literally up to the Lord. Exactly. Truly up to him. Right. So there are those times where that that does happen. In those cases, what what do we do? I mean, how how do we think about that? When when it's the case of us having done the wrong, you know, we are the one who are the offenders for in whatever capacity that is. We can think of Psalm 51 and you pray it out loud and specifically Against you and you only have I sinned. Uh, for those of you, you know, familiar or maybe not quite as familiar with the psalm, it's David recognizing his sin in 
his affair with Bathsheba and his part in the death, really ordering the death murder. of hip, murder of Uriah, her husband, and being called out on it by Nathan the prophet. And then this psalm is his repentance to the Lord for what he had done. Because he couldn't, he also, he couldn't reconcile with Uriah because Uriah was dead. Exactly. Exactly. So, but it's the rec- it's the recognition on David's part that at the heart of it, the bottom line of it, was that his sin was against God first. Right. So against you and you only have I sinned. Right. So when we think about this idea of reconciliation, again, our default position is like the Lord Jesus said, we strive to, to reconcile. We work hard to reconcile mm-hmm. with the awareness that it's not always possible. Mm-hmm. It may not be possible. Mm-hmm. And in those situations, we turn to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We leave it with the Lord. Also, you know, this idea that we just, well, Lord, you know, and we, we keep praying and we leave it open. We leave ourselves open to reconciliation. And I think a key in that, in leaving ourselves open to reconciliation and praying for it, for situations where we have been the one sinned against, it can be very easy to wallow in resentment and become bitter about the whole situation. And really that bitterness ends up turning toward God, frankly. It just, and I say this because I've done it. It may not be possible for reconciliation, and that is of the Lord. The Lord was pleased too, as you and I have been saying, based on a some yeah, one George of the, Whitfield. George Whitfield. Yeah, the Lord was pleased to whatever because the Lord's sovereign, right? And if if the Lord does not choose to allow that reconciliation, we have to trust the Lord, and we have to lean into Him on that, and we have to let it go. And it's not easy. But we have to let it go. Right. And again, God understands that it may not be possible. Mm -hmm. So having said all that, and we go back to what we said earlier, you can still obey the spirit of the command, right? Because that's really, that's, that's the whole point of the Christian life is to, to love the Lord. And how do we show that we love the Lord? By obeying his commands. That's what yes. the Lord said. So we can take comfort in God's statements in the scriptures that he understands. Mm-hmm. And then also we can still obey the spirit of the command. And that's the lowercase s, the spirit of the command by repenting to God if need be. And then praying for for that person or those 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 persons, mm-hmm. you know, again, if still possible, if, if right. they're already not, you know, if they're not dead. Right. Uh, and whether you see them in this life again or not, whether you mm-hmm. get the opportunity to talk to them or not, you can do that. And then I know in my own life, there have been people that I have done that for, for years and years and years and years and prayed for them. And then eventually the Lord gives me a, a a release. I don't know how to say it, mm-hmm. but he just says, okay, you don't have to pray about them anymore. Really? Okay. 
And, you know, can I quote you chapter and verse on right. that? No, no, I get it. But, and I'm not saying I, that God spoke to me audibly or anything like that, but it was just one of those things where if that person came to mind and I was, I was praying for them, there was just this sense that, okay, you know, you, you've done enough of that. Mm-hmm. Move on. Mm-hmm. And, and I did. So sense of peace, a sense of peace, you know, that you, I tried, mm-hmm. I genuinely tried. Mm-hmm. I've tried for years. I prayed for them for years, whenever they would come to mind, whatever. And at this point, time to move on, mm-hmm. not in a wash your hands of it sort no. of way. No, it's just that God gives you the freedom to not be bound by that person, by that experience, by what, you know, that that event. Mm-hmm. Again, I can't quote chapter and verse on that. And I think it really is just a matter of trying to obey the Lord. Yes. And so with that, let's look at one more passage. Let's go back to the Lord's words in the Sermon on the Mount. I remember this even from, now again, if you're not familiar with, with my testimony, I was a nominal Christian for about 20 years. I was raised Catholic till about 13, walked an aisle, prayed a prayer, did the quote-unquote ask Jesus into my heart, and then for 20 years I was just a nominal Christian. I was all over the map. I was I was a mess. I mean, looking back, I was a mess, and I really wasn't saved. I So during that time, I got married, got divorced, it was an unbiblical. I mean, there was no no biblical justification for it, and so anyway, you know, thank thank the Lord we didn't have kids. That that wasn't an issue, but even in that time, even though I was a nominal Christian, not really what I would say, I wasn't genuinely born again. I didn't really have any evidence of sanctification, even though. Well, I don't want to get into the whole thing just because I don't need to right now, but. I remember this passage. I remember thinking about the fact that if I can't love this person as my spouse, I have to love them as a sister in Christ. And if she's not behaving as a sister in Christ, I have to love her as a neighbor. Mm -hmm. And if she's not even being neighborly towards me, then I have to love her like a lost person. And if I can't even love her as a lost person, then I have to love her as an enemy. Mm-hmm. So no matter how you look at it, no matter how I looked at the situation, mm-hmm. it, it always came back to, I have to love this person. Now, again, the, how you show that love and how you love that person is different at each of those levels. Absolutely. But the point is, when I read this, I remember thinking through that, mm-hmm. those steps of relationship, those levels of relationship mm-hmm. and thinking, how do I love this person? Well, at this point I have to love her as an enemy, mm-hmm. but I'm still called to love her. Mm-hmm. So, so let's look at this Matthew five, and this will be kind of our final putting it all together when re- reconciliation is not possible. Starting in verse 43. You have heard that it was said, 
love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes the son, his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope that has been helpful to you. As yes. We've looked at reconciliation and we've really addressed even the hard issue of what do you do when you can't reconcile? Exactly. Hopefully that's an encouragement to you. Hopefully that gives you some comfort. And if you have any thoughts, email us, show at graceandpeaceradio.com. If there's anything we missed, mm-hmm. let us know any feedback or whatever. We, we'd love to hear from you. If this has been helpful, would you do us a favor? Would you consider sharing it on your social media and yes, tell others about, mm-hmm. about the show, about reconciliation? Who knows? Maybe there's somebody in your life that this is, that's coming to mind that you think, wow, I wish so-and-so would hear this. Mm-hmm. And again, God forbid, it's not that, it, not that we're anything great. No, it, it has everything to do with we've gone through this in, in various capacities and, and we've had many discussions with it. Yeah. So we're just trying to share what we've seen in scripture and what right. yeah, the and Lord that, has shared with us. That's exactly it. Yeah. We're just trying to, to share what, what, what we've seen in scripture and, mm-hmm. So hopefully the Lord uses it to him be the glory in all of it. Absolutely. And let's end it on that note. That sounds good. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. All right. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Take care all. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's word, looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of him, our love for him, and our service to him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.